everyone, I'm Amelia and I'm five years old. Hi, I'm Joshe and I'm seven years old. Hey, this is Mommy. What's up everyone, I'm Daddy. And you're listening to It's Movie Night. And this week we watched How to Train Your Dragon. DreamWorks put out this animated book adaptation in 2010. It's rated PG and has a runtime of one hour and 38 minutes. Some other movies DreamWorks put out around this time were Monsters vs. Aliens and Shrek Forever After. Amelia, what do you think this movie's about? A boy being best friends with a dragon. Yes, that is what it's about. How about you, Zosh? A boy who wants to become a Viking. Yeah, that kind of describes it. This movie is about Hiccup, the black sheep on the island of Burke, a place where dragon slaying is everyone's daily routine. However, after standing face to face with a dragon, he realizes he doesn't want to slay dragons and instead becomes best friends with him while also realizing everything they've ever known about dragons has been wrong. Some familiar faces in this movie. Hiccup is voiced by Jay Baruchel, who we've seen in The Sorcerer's Apprentice, and he plays Dave. Fishlegs is voiced by Christopher Mintz-Place. He is Giuseppe in Marmaduke, and our girls know him the most as King Gristle from the Trolls franchise. Parents, he's McLovin. Everybody knows McLovin. <laughs> Snotlout is voiced by Jonah Hill. He is Tommy in Horton Hears a Who, Titan in Megamind, and Green Lantern in the Lego Movie franchise. Again, parents will also know him as Seth in Superbad. Our strong female character, Astrid, is voiced by America Ferreira. She is Yolanda in Gotta Kick It Up, Carmen in The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, Fawn in Tinkerbell, and Gloria in the new Barbie movie. Some other fun cast members were Gerard Butler as Stoic and Kristen Wiig as Roughnut. And then the directors of this movie we've already talked about in a past episode, Dean Dubois and Chris Sanders. Together they directed Lilo and Stitch, where Chris Sanders also does the voice of Stitch, and he directed The Crudes, another movie that we really like. All right, Zosha, start us off. Did you learn anything from How to Train Your Dragon? I learned that dragons aren't so bad as they seem. Very true. Amelia, what about you? It's okay to go by dragons. Yeah, you shouldn't be as afraid, right? Yes. Daddy, did you learn anything? I did. I learned that we can't hold on to our kids forever. We can't hold and mold them into who we want them to be. We have to let them go and grow into their own people. Spread their wings, if you will. Yes, you don't want to be that dad forcing his kid to do football just because you played football in high school. Don't <laughs> don't be that parent. I don't want your life. I don't want your life. <laughs> Varsity Blues parents, check it out. Um, but no, that is a very good lesson to take away from this movie. I got the classic, don't judge a book by its cover. Just because something or someone appears one way doesn't mean that's who they are, what they are, doesn't mean they're bad. Misunderstanding happens a lot in life. And don't let that happen to you because it could prevent you from a very amazing friendship. That is so true. So speaking of lessons, we're going to get a little bit deeper into this. Zosha, who's the bad guy of this movie? I think it's Hiccup's dad. I think you're right. What makes Stoic bad, though? Because he wants his son to fight dragons, but Hiccup doesn't. Yeah, Hiccup does not want to fight dragons, and it seems like he's being forced to. Mm -hmm. Amelia, do you think Stoic learns a lesson? Yes. What does he learn? He realizes Hiccup loves Toothless. That's right. He sees the relationship that they have, and then he realizes that Hiccup was right about dragons the entire time. He should have listened. So this is a grown-up lesson to learn, and all parents should take away, that it's important to listen to our children before something horrible and explosive happens, like a red death dragon. Yes, do not wait for the big fight. 
There was a lot of fun candles in this movie. Zosha, you go first. I like Hiccup because he's brave and smart. He is brave and smart. What makes him so brave? Because he's brave to ride toothless and he stands up for dragons. That's very true. And what makes him smart? He builds him a tail. He does build him a tail to help him fly, right? Yeah. And that was super smart of him to do. Hiccup, the Viking engineer. Yeah. Emily, who is your favorite character? I like Astrid because she's tough and brave, and she's a brave girl. She's a super brave girl. I love her her tomboyishness that she brings to the movie. Yeah, she's an interesting character because you kind of dislike her at the beginning of the movie, but by the end of the movie, you definitely learn to like her a little bit. She definitely grows as a character. You know, she starts off taking it very serious, like, we're Vikings, we need to do the same fight as our parents and fight these dragons. But then once she becomes friends with Hiccup... She's so open to learning and listening to him that you, you really have to appreciate Astrid. Mm-hmm. Mommy, who's your favorite? My favorite is Toothless. I love him. I love his facial expressions. I love that he's like just a big cat in a dragon's body. He's just another character that does have growth and development. You know, he doesn't trust humans at first, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But then he becomes like this cuddly friend and pet in a way. And I just, I, I love him. He's protective, he's fun, but he could be super tough when he needs to be. Yeah, Toothless also has a really cool design. I like the way he looks. He kind of looks like a cat, like you had said, and I think that's to make him look less harmless to people. He's not supposed to look like a scary dragon. He's supposed to look cuddly. A little bit like Stitch that we we talked about <laughs> before this podcast, like some of the scales or whatever that comes off of his head. It reminds you of the antennas on Stitch. That's probably what Chris Sanders was going for when he directed and designed it all. Hey, he got one character nailed, so might as well just continue it for the next movie. (laughs) Yep, it ain't broke. Don't fix it. What about you, Daddy? Who stole your heart? Gobber stole my heart. He is the mentor of Hiccup, and he kind of teaches him blacksmithy things. I, I don't know what that term is called. But he's voiced by Craig Ferguson, who has this thick Scottish accent, and it works so well for his character. He's also very noble to Stoic. I love this scene where Stoic is going to have this heroic moment and he tells everyone to retreat and he'll buy everyone some time to get away from this big dragon. And Gobber grabs his wrists and he says, together we can double that time. It's just, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Yeah, because he wants to help his friend out. He also seems to be the voice of wisdom back and forth between Hiccup and Stoic to try to get them to communicate more. Because it's no secret. He knows they're having trouble. Yeah. And I love that he, he he means well. He does. Absolutely. That's why I love him. There's a lot of cool dragons in this movie. Mommy, which one would you want? Um, duh. I want a Night Fury. Toothless is my favorite. And I would love to have a Toothless of my own. He's mysterious because no one's ever seen a Night Fury. But then the more you learn about them, the cooler they become. Me too. I want a Night Fury. Ooh, what do you like about Night Furies? Because they have a blue flame and it's my favorite color. Yeah, it is cool that their fire breathing is a different color than the rest of the dragons. It's not that typical orange. I love the sound that his wings make or his body makes when he's going through the sky. It's like this whistle sound. It's pretty cool. It's almost like a jet engine. Yeah, because he's so fast. Amelia, which dragon would you want? A Gronkle. Ooh, why would you want a Gronkle? Because it's chubby. It is really chubby. They're so cute. I like when they show the baby Gronkles. Yeah, they're my favorite. Just like puppies and kittens, you know? You can't help but be biased that they're a little bit cuter than when they're grown up. Just like humans. I was cuter as a baby, let's be honest. 
which actually goes right into my answer. I don't want any particular dragon. I just want a baby dragon. As long as it's a baby, <laughs> I don't care what kind it is because they were just so cute and they were cuddly and they were just mischievous but not causing like all this chaos throughout whatever scenes that they were in. They were just they were just so cute. They were cute. Yeah, I like when the little one comes to like get some fish from Hiccup when he's hanging out with Toothless and he just goes in for like a snuggle after yeah. he gets a little bit of fish and it's just, oh, it's warms your heart. It's adorable. So there was a lot of memorable scenes in this movie, and I want to know what everyone's favorite was. Amelia, you start us off. When Toothless was trying to give Hiccup a fish, and Toothless was trying to smile at him. Ah. I love this part. Yeah, Hiccup gives him this, like, ooh, you know, I'm trying to smile. I do not want to eat this fish. And then Toothless goes ahead and returns that smile, and it is just, it's painful to watch and so funny. Yeah, it's a gummy smile because all of his teeth are gone because he has retractable teeth. In case people don't know, his teeth can go in and out of his gums, so he looks toothless at times. He looks so cute. He does. It's a valiant effort. Mommy, what was your favorite part? I love when Hiccup puts the first tail on Toothless. You know, he distracts him with that big old bag of fish, and he's like, I'm just going to come back here. And he manages to get it on there. And then we see Toothless do like a little wiggle and he narrows his eyes like, ooh, my tail feels fixed. And he takes off with Hiccup on him. Hiccup's holding the fan out. And then when Toothless realizes he's still on him, he throws him off. But then, of course, he falls down in the water, too, since he can't control the tail on his own. It was Hiccup that was keeping it, you know, spread out so that he could fly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really like this whole scene and montage that follows because it's the start of their bond solidifying, that they really need each other. And then we also see, like Zosha had said, that Hiccup is so smart to be able to engineer and keep trying at different types of tails until he finds one that works for his new friend Toothless. My favorite scene is actually included in that montage. Oh yeah, which part? So Hiccup has a couple scenes where he tries to get close enough to touch Toothless, and Toothless doesn't allow it. But one of the times, Hiccup is drawing in the sand with a stick, and Toothless wants to try. So Toothless gets what, Amelia? A tree. Yes, he grabs an entire tree and starts scribbling in the sand. And as an audience member, you're like, wow, is he actually drawing something? And Hiccup gets up and he looks in awe. So you're thinking, man, it's going to be a a piece of art. It's going to say something. But then it shows the entire thing. And what is it, Zosha? A bunch of lines. Yeah, it's nothing at all. Just a mess. So when Hiccup tries to step through it, he steps on the lines and Toothless gets upset about it. He growls at him. So Hiccup decides that he's going to sneakily walk across this entire thing. And he gets right underneath Toothless. And he puts his hand out. And he goes about 90% of the way. And he closes his eyes and turns the other direction. And Toothless comes the rest of the 10% to make Hiccup touch his nose. And it is so heartfelt and there's just, it's beautiful. It's such a good scene. It's definitely Hiccup closing his eyes in the scene that does it for me. Because it's it's giving it that all like, well, if he eats me, he eats me. But at least I could say I tried. And I think Toothless sees that in him. He Mm -hmm. sees that he's scared, but he's like, all right, clearly he hasn't tried to kill me yet. So I'll give you my nose. (laughs) Yeah, it's a beautiful moment. And it actually brought like a happy tear to my eye. Zosha, did you have a favorite scene? Yeah. What was your favorite scene? When Astrid finds out about Toothless and then Astrid walks away and then Hiccup said, oh, we're dead. And then Toothless walks away and then Hiccup says, whoa, 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 where are you going? And I really like Toothless's attitude and then they go and find Astrid. 
Yeah, and the scene after that's pretty funny because that's where they convince Astrid that, look, the dragons aren't as bad as they seem. But not before Toothless tries to scare Astrid half to death. Yeah, and I like when Hiccup says, And now the spinning. Thank you for nothing, you useless reptile. It's a good part. It's when Hiccup finally makes a human friend. Yeah, that's true. So much like dragons, what is an animal that is typically looked at as scary that you would want to tame and be friends with? Daddy. I'm actually not a big fan of these creatures, but they're a small part of me that thinks maybe they are misunderstood, and that's crocodiles. I think it'd be pretty cool to tame one of them and then possibly ride it through the swamps. I don't know. It'd be kind of cool. Name it Lewis? No, I'd name it something like Gerald or something. Oh, I like Lewis from Princess and the Frog. <laughs> I, love, I love Lewis, but I gotta be original. That's true. That's true. Okay. How about you, Zosho? What's a creature that you think is super scary, but you'd like to tame it and be friends with it? A leopard. A leopard, okay. Why are leopards scary? Because they pounce and they're really fast. They are. Out in the jungle, I would not want to come face to face with a leopard. So since mommy asked me, what would you name your leopard? Spotty. Spotty. I like it. Amelie, what animal would you want? A raccoon. A raccoon? Why a raccoon? They're not very scary. Because they bite. Ooh, they do bite. Yeah, some raccoons can give you rabies, so watch out. What would you name your raccoon? Rocket. Rocket? No way. I saw that one coming. They love Rocket Raccoon, okay? I think they would be a good pet. I think so, too. I think we've seen some, like, TikTok videos of people domesticating raccoons. They would be awesome to have. I, like, I just like their little hands. How about you, Mommy? What animal would you want? So, again, not my favorite animal, but I would go for a great white shark because, mm. contrary to what a lot of people think, sharks are intelligent and I would love to be able to befriend a shark and ride it like humans do with dolphins. That'd be a fun time. It know? would be. You know, the first step to that is something that you said no to in a previous episode. Oof. You would not swim with sharks. I would swim with sharks. It's the idea of when they put you in that cage and drop you in. <laughs> like, uh-uh, that claustrophobia would take over, and I, I can't do it. I can't do it. And what would you name your shark? I would name my shark Stefan. 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 How about Stefan? Ah. <laughs> Only when we're feeling cheeky. Ah, okay. <laughs> so parents, Mommy and I watched this series as it was released, and we liked it a bunch. I want to say we showed this series to Zosha when she was maybe three. We actually brought her to see the third movie in theaters, and it's been a while since we revisited it, so Zosha was kind of scoffed when I told her that we were watching this for movie night. So I'm really excited to hear her thumb review in a few minutes. Some positives about this movie... It's weird to call it cinematography since it's all animated and there's no real cameras that were used, but the directors must have had some awesome storyboards of what they wanted audiences to see on screen because there are times when I was completely taken back by how beautiful a shot was by the colors and just the way it was composed on screen. Something else I really liked were the voice actors. Each actor and actress was perfectly suited for their character and they were just a ton of fun to watch. Some negatives. Honestly? It's predictable at times, and there are certain tropes that you've seen in dozens of movies. Kid follows their heart instead of listening to their caretakers, then ends up being right in the end, and now everyone praises them. Same old, same old. Also worth noting, and this one's hard to bring up because I just complimented the cinematography, but the CGI has some wonky moments. It's kind of like when you see Andy's face in the first Toy Story movie, and then it finally progresses into Andy we know now, but that's just a product of its time, and the movies do progress throughout the series. As for an age recommendation, there's fun characters for everyone to like, and Toothless is very animated and likable for all ages. So I'm going to say 3 and up is a fine age. 5 and up will probably be better, though. 
Some parental guidance for you. Language, there is nothing outside of one minor word from Stoic. Violence is mild and what you would expect. A couple smaller dragons and sheep are eaten by larger dragons. Hiccup accidentally shoots a cannon at another Viking. And the general fighting between the Vikings and dragons is intense with the fire breathing and punching. There's also a part when Hiccup goes to slay the Night Fury that he caught. He gets super dark and descriptive about what he's going to do, but clearly Hiccup could not follow through on such a threat. Scary-wise, I don't think there's much to be scared about. Toddler-age children might be afraid of the dragons fighting or toothless when he pins Hiccup to the ground before roaring and fleeing after the first time that they meet. Ultimately, the gigantic red death dragon is the most oh-snap moment of the movie. All the other dragons are afraid of her, and rightfully so. So if your kids are afraid of dinosaur movies, there's a chance they might be a little scared in this one. Grown-up stuff, there is a clear struggle of a father and son trying to understand one another. They don't have a single thing in common and just can't seem to communicate or listen to each other. The misunderstanding doesn't end there, though, as Hiccup struggles to fit in anywhere in the village. He's avoided and lonely until Toothless changes his life. There's also a couple kissing pecks, but it's very G-rated. Last but not least, cry factor? Absolutely. When Hiccup and Stoic finally have that moment of clarity, and Stoic gives this beautiful speech to his son, Maddie and I were a mess. We looked at each other, just tears filled our eyes, like, okay, we're not alone in this. Mm-hmm. And then there's another part towards the end that got us as well, but we need to keep that spoiler a secret. So Rotten Tomato critics have this movie at a 99%, which is a thumbs up for sure. Audiences have it at a 91%, which is also a thumbs up. That's the highest we've ever done, I think, for both of them, critic and audience. It is. E.T. is actually the runner-up. Let's see how it holds up in our house. Zosha, do you give How to Train Your Dragon a thumbs up, a thumbs middle, or a thumbs down? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up? Oh my goodness. Amelia, what do you give this movie? 189 thumbs up. That's a lot of thumbs up. 189. It's very specific. I like it. (laughs) Mommy? Thumbs up. Absolutely no doubt about it. What about you, Daddy? This is a thumbs up for sure. And this is the first time we've had an all thumbs up in a long time. Yeah. Four out of four. Do not sleep on this movie. Definitely not. And like Mommy said, this is based off a book. And there are 12 books total. So go to your library and check them out. And if any of you would like to add How to Train Your Dragon to your movie night list, which we do recommend, it is currently streaming on Fubo and Peacock or available across platforms. And after watching, let us know if you give it thumbs up, thumbs middle, or thumbs down. And when you want to let us know what you think about the movie, please find us on social media. We like to post pictures of us on our movie nights, letting you know what snacks and sweets we're eating. We post a dad joke as well as a sneak peek clip theme to the episode coming out that week. It's a fun place to hang out. Our Facebook is It's Movie Night, and our Instagram is It's Movie Night Pod. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another movie night. Bye. Bye.